This week, we had no choice but to make this a Sister's Dish episode with our favorite guest and resident chef, Mama Ashley. With all of the cooking and kitchen conundrums that happened over the holiday weekend, we dive deep into our favorite Thanksgiving dishes, the ones that don't belong on a Thanksgiving menu, and tips on how to set a beautiful holiday table. So if you're wondering what it's like around our Thanksgiving dinner table, we're here to tell you that what truly matters is that your dressing should always be cornbread, mashed potatoes should not be allowed, and most importantly, always remember to put a cookie sheet under the pies when you put them in the oven. Grateful for y'all. Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Hey, mama. Hi. How's everybody's Thanksgiving? Ours was great. It was wild. Wild. <laughs> what was so wild about it? Oh, we had these three kids and they were running through the house screaming. It was really crazy. Wait, little kids or? Uh, yeah, little. It was fun. Three-year-old and two seven-year-olds. It was funny, but it was very loud. <laughs> oh, God. At one point, Lance came over and grabbed my arm. He goes, I am so fucking glad we don't have kids. <laughs> I said, I know. And he goes, no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I said, I know. <laughs> oh, they can be a little uh, disruptive and destructive. You know, that's just part of it. They probably think I'm so mean because I was like, stop running in the house. You are. Like you scare my kids all the time when you lash out at them, you know? Well, Jesus, this just running amok. Our house isn't very kid friendly, you know? Right. Either is mine. And that's the problem. Yesterday, Reagan had a play date and they kept saying, can we have a cooking competition? No, oh God. no. If you're going to make a mess, can we do such and such? No, you're going to make a mess. Just, Why? Our house is so not fun. You don't let us do anything because you're too afraid of making a mess. And I said, well, then go to their, <laughs> go to Sienna's house then. <laughs> yeah, like her mom wants them. <laughs> I know, but I'm sorry. They're always at my house. I'm sick of the messes. And then, you know what? I end up cleaning it up. You know, they say they clean it up. Be meaner and make them clean it up. Well, what were the standouts? T tell me about Thanksgiving. Other than the rowdy kids. I'd like to take it back a step. Please. First, I have to give a shout out to our friend, Jess Camaros, because she came over and made the most beautiful tablescape. Oh, my God. Was that beautiful? It was gorgeous. And so she took what was kind of like a, it looked like almost like a picture frame, long rectangular picture frame. And we went and spray painted it black in the backyard. And then she put that down the center after she had put down this beautiful green velvet fabric over my table. For a tablecloth as a tablecloth? Yes. Okay. So just a piece of green fabric. Literally, we cut it off the big spool. Mm, okay. So we put down that spray painted thing and then she took those. I always forget the name of it. What is the, that green foamy stuff? Oasis. Oasis. God. That you stick the flowers in? Yes. So yeah. she soaked those a little bit and she put four across. In the little frames? Yes. 
it wasn't a, it was just a long frame, just one frame. Where does she get those? Cause I want to do this for our table at Christmas. Do you know? I'm going to ask her. And then she put down the four oasis. And then I had these beautiful candles from my other friend, Luisa Navarro, who has a store in Brooklyn called Mexico in my pocket. And it's everything from Mexico, all these authentic, beautiful handcrafted things. And I had these gorgeous black candles mm. that had these beautiful flowers that are molded on there. So she took those and put those in the centerpiece. And then she'd gone to Trader Joe's and just gotten a ton of flowers. Now, I would never be able to put this together. Courtney, you would be able to because you have the eye for it. But she just started working her magic. And I have a whole video of how it came together. It's so stunning. When you sent it to me, my my wheels started spinning because I want to do this for our dining room table for Christmas. It's gorgeous. Yes, it was beautiful. It was so much fun. I made us margaritas and we had on music and we just put all these flowers together. It was so fun. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. You got the party started before Thanksgiving. We did. It was great. And then let's move on to my kitchen conundrums. Oh, uh oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was going to make the onions almondine that we love so much. Tell our audience a little bit about because we talk about it a lot, but I don't know if we've really fully described how incredible and what it is, what it, what it, what it is. I would love to. So you have to find the frozen little pearl onions. Not bird's eye because they still. Is have that a some. brand? Yes. Yes, it's a famous brand that's been around for a hundred years. What's wrong with them? Well, they're not really, some of them aren't peeled. So you end up sitting in there oh. peeling them, you know, like Central Market. And I think Whitney even found them at Kroger mm -hmm. that were better. The bird's eye ones are not really good. They're bigger, but some of them are not peeled. They're just not done right, you know, very well. So you still have to mess with them. Well, no, but I remember that one drunk Thanksgiving that we spent with the Boehms at dad's place in Which Venice. One? And I, well, that one. Yeah. And I bought, I thought, it, I thought, ooh, I'm just going to buy the fresh Ooh, pearl onions. <laughs> oh my God. And you have to sit there for hours uh, unpeeling them. And my arthritis just flares up thinking <laughs> about it when I ha think about unpeeling all those onions. Okay. So you get the frozen packages and the recipe calls and it's like four dozen onions. Like, am I really supposed to sit there and count out four dozen onions? You just do like two packages and be done with it. That's what I do. Two packages and double the recipe. I'm definitely changing that when we put it on the website. But then you melt butter, brown sugar, sherry. What am I missing? Garlic mm -hmm. and onions. I mean, sorry. And um, slivered almonds. almonds. Yes. And you heat that all up and then you add in the onions and then you bake it covered. And it is so delicious. Oh, that was the other kitchen conundrum. So here's what happened. I had put everything out. I put the butter out. I put the onions out to get to room temperature. Well, I left it all out overnight. So the next morning I get up to go do the onions. Somebody onion had and... too much wine the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit. I call mom. I said, I left the onions out. Do you think they're going to be okay? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, sometimes the onions go bad. I'm like, oh, God. Really? Yeah. Onions can deteriorate pretty fast. Hmm. Okay. Good to know, listeners. I would have used them. I did use them. And everybody still lived. 
But they were frozen when she let them out. Oh, right. Fine. That's fine. And then I realized I didn't have any sherry. I only had sherry vinegar. So. Oh, no. Yeah. I had to make several trips down to mama. I chronicled it on our stories. It was pretty funny, but they turned out great. And then my second, I guess, post kitchen conundrum was that we packaged everything up and I left the sweet potato casserole out on the counter overnight. Oh, no. (laughs) She has a problem with putting things up. But mom said that there probably wasn't anything in there that was bad. So I still ate it. There were no eggs or anything in there. I ate it last night. I haven't had any problems. Mom, did you have any kitchen conundrums? I can't think of any right off the bat, except that I kept thinking that I was losing my taste buds because I couldn't get the dressing (laughs) seasoned like I wanted it. I kept thinking, oh, this doesn't really taste right. And so I kept adding more spice to it. And I I really think I may have put a little too much sage in it. It probably wasn't enough that most people would have noticed, but I did notice it uh, when all was said and done. It was delicious, per usual. What a terrible time to lose your taste buds, right? (laughs) I know. Well, it was kind of one of those that I call Martha, my sister, of course, and said, you know, I just think, well, I'm losing my taste buds because I just can't get this season right. She goes, "Ah, I thought the same thing the other day. I was making something. I thought, this just doesn't taste right. This is weird. And, you know, we started talking about our grandmother who really lost her taste buds at the end of her life. And really? Yes. And my poor grandfather, who was pre-diabetic, wasn't supposed to eat sugar. But they used to have lunch down at the church. And she would always say, you know, their pie just isn't that sweet. So I'm going to take that home for Pop's dinner. (laughs) He wasn't wasn't supposed to be eating sweets at all. Anyway. God. Yeah. So I said, God, I'm getting like Graham now. But anyway. um, That homemade cornbread stuffing is literally the best thing. I mean, I dream about. I'm sorry. That homemade cornbread dressing. That's your grandmother's recipe, right? Yeah, mother or grandma. It's either my mother or my grandmother's. I'm not sure. Just truly the best. It's so good. But here's what's weird is I don't think anybody ate it but us. Why? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Are they becoming carb freaks here? They're not from here or they're carb freaks. I don't know. But I made two two big pans of it and there really was not even half a pan gone. Our guests are all out of. Uh, They're Yankees. Yes, we had one Canadian, one Midwestern, one Connecticut, and one Michigan. Well, you should have said, guests, welcome (laughs) to Texas. This is something called cornbread dressing, spelled D-R-E-S-S-I-N. And (laughs) (laughs) it's a specialty of of the South, and you really should try it. It looks a little scary and mushy, but, you know, it's it's worth it. A lot of people don't like cornbread dressing, especially from the north. They don't like it. They have like, I don't know, some kind of bread dressing. It's weird. I don't know. But yeah, it's weird. It's not the same. It's not the same. Our Texas cornbread dressing, there's nothing like it. Can we make it for Christmas since I missed it this year? Well, sure, if you want to. Yeah. Y'all didn't have dressing? We do, but it's like. You know, it's just different. It's good. It's just different. You know, it's not my, I like the comfort of our menus from home, right? Like, you know, she did a wonderful job. It was all delicious. But like, you know, I I know why she makes her, my mother-in-law makes her same things every year because those are comforting to her and that's what her kids like and their family likes and it's delicious, but it's not our traditions. 
depends on what you grow up with. Totally. So I miss some of those things. Sure, we sure. can make it. And I feel awkward. I don't want to rain. I don't want to offer to bring cornbread dressing when you know no she one's has her. Eat it. Yes, when nobody's <laughs> going to eat it because we're in yeah. Carbs. When you're the only one that's going to sit there with a right, big right. spoon and the whole pot mm-hmm. pan to yourself. <laughs> And then, you know, I had that horrible kitchen conundrum last year at Thanksgiving that that scarred me for life. So I didn't even make anything this year. I brought the pies, which I usually make. And I'll tell the story because I think it's funny. But usually my contribution is pecan pies. And mom's pecan pie recipe is just to die for. Yeah, yeah. It's the, our Texas pecan pie recipe. But um, I made the horrible mistake of not putting the pies on a cookie sheet before I put it into the oven, the one oven that's going to cook everything, you know, that day. So then the caro syrup bubbles up, right? And it bubbled over, not onto a cookie sheet because there was nothing there, but just through the grates. And so my father-in-law, Courtney, Courtney, and I come running in and the whole oven's on fire. And I'm like, oh, it's no big deal trying to like diffuse the It was really on fire? but it was just like smoke Smoke. was coming out of the oven. (laughs) No, it's just the carrot syrup. I got it under control. And I can just tell everybody's like, oh my God, is the turkey going to take on the flavor of the, you know, smoke? And oh my God. And so I call mom, I run to the other room. I call mom. I said, oh my God, my pie is just spilled over into the oven. It's on fire. Mom's like, oh, don't worry. Just get a spatula, get a rag with some boiling hot water on it and just stick it in there and clean it up. And like, sure enough, it was like wiped right off. Everything was fine. Like you were my savior, my angel. I was <laughs> literally freaking out, but I kept calm and I was like, oh, I got this. This is really easy. And thank God mom like <laughs> walked me through it. And then we were able to put the turkey into a smoke-free oven. But that was so rattling to me that I just decided to go the Winston's pie route this year. And you know what? I think they could have been better. Just saying. I'm. Not, I don't know. They were so good. Ooh. Yeah. You know, they. I think there was probably an extra stick of butter in there or something. I don't know if it's needed because ours are just delicious. But these were really, really good. Um. So shout out to Winston's Pies once once again for saving the day. Well, I don't think I would know to put a pan under their courts. Well, this is why I'm telling our audience, because I think it's a good lesson to learn that if you're going to be baking something that could possibly bubble over. The pie um, runneth over. If the pie were going to runneth over, and it could be any pie, cherry pie, anything that's going to have a liquidy center, it would be really good to put it on baking sheets just so that you don't uh, start a a smoke fest. I have a lot of those cleanup problem things because I've had so many problems in the past. So I've learned how to take care of it fast, you know, so it doesn't ruin it. Well, you, you walked me through it. You were a champ. (laughs) We did make Tyler Florence's mashed potatoes. Oh, right. How were they? Oh, will you boil them in the, in the cream? So there's no water involved. None. So I looked up several different variations of his because I could never get like one that was comprehensive. One says to cook the potatoes whole in the cream. So that's what I started to do. Okay. Do you peel them first? It said not to peel them. How much cream do you use? Just heavy whipping cream? A ton. But I had eight, eight or nine Yukon gold potatoes and they were kind of big. So anyway, I I did actually add some chicken stock just because we were running out of cream. So I did kind of balance it out with that. 
And then I added butter and a bay leaf and thyme and garlic, crushed garlic. And it was taking forever. What was taking forever for the cream to come to a boil? Yes. And then for it to cook the potatoes. But then is it okay? Aren't you going to scald the cream when it's boiling? It doesn't need to be a simmer. Yeah. I watched it like a hot. You, want it to, you just have to let it simmer. And then it was just taking so long. So then I just started cutting them in half midway to get it to go better. I would have I would have chopped them up like regular. I wouldn't have put them in whole. I would too. Next time I would quarter them or at least like get them to a place where you don't have to use as much cream and they can kind of nestle. Then did you have to add any additional butter? You said you had to add additional cream? No, no, no. So you drain the liquid and like you you put the a colander into a pot. And so you put the potatoes in and then you drain the liquid. So you have the liquid reserved. So then you just ladle in the cream mixture. What you need. Oh, well, you mash the potatoes first. Yeah. Were they above and beyond any other mashed potato you've ever made? Or are they panty droppers? I would say they would be a panty dropper if it was like doing it with a steak and something else, but not in a buffet style Thanksgiving dinner when it's going to get cold. Okay, got it. But they were awesome. I loved them. I thought they were great. I mean, there was no, and I even took a bite. And, you know, my problem with potatoes at Thanksgiving, there's no need for them. Do you want to elaborate but, on that? Well, you've got dressing, which is, mm-hmm. you know. A carb. A carb. And you've got sweet potatoes. And, you know, you just don't need another carb. And you can eat mashed potatoes all year long. You don't have to have them. And they're always think cold. It, yeah, yeah. I would and agree. you know, and unnecessary. I think that's a Yankee thing, quite frankly. It is for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Midwest to Yankee, and it's, uh, it's not, a regional it's not thing. Southern, it's, right? But I know Southern people that have mashed potatoes as well. So it's just, it's just me. But our friend Stephen, Jessica's husband, was telling us that um, <laughs> you're not going into it. <laughs> was telling us that what he does is he steams his potatoes. Okay. And it's supposed to hold in more of the potato flavor. And then you don't also. Make it flakier. Yeah. Lighter. If, lighter. Yeah. When you boil them, all that water gets into them. They mm-hmm. absorb it. So, mom, you did it, right? I did it last night. Mm-hmm. And? I did it. And I'm going to have to give a shout out to Stephen. He is correct. It was very, very good. And they were very light and fluffy. I made Big D eat a bowl of them and to try them out. And he was my taste tester. And so I asked him, I said, you know, what did you think about those? He goes, they were very good. And so I said, well, are they better than the normal ones I make? And he goes, well, maybe a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So he he liked them a lot. And I liked them. I didn't eat a whole bowl because I just (laughs) got to get off the carb drain. But um, anyway, they were they were really good. I, I did take several spoonfuls and I have some more if you want to try them, Whitney. Okay. Yeah. So I have to, you know, give it to Stephen. He was right. that it, It's a great way to do it. So how did you steam them in a steamer basket? Yeah. And then I it ran out of water because I wasn't paying attention. And so it, it burned <laughs> the bottom of my pan. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I fixed it. Um, went over and put it in the Instahot and scalded that burn right off and so 
Yeah, I saved my pan. It also sounds easier than boiling. and It is. It it really was because you didn't have any of that water to drain off or anything like that. I mean, I just took the potatoes out, put them in a bowl, put some butter in there and a little milk and whipped them up with my beaters. Well, we did have mashed potatoes at our Thanksgiving dinner and typical man. So my poor Mm mother-in-law spends her days preparing all these other homemade dishes. And she has my father-in-law go to Costco to get mashed potatoes. (laughs) And so he kept saying the whole night, oh, weren't my mashed potatoes great? Aren't my mashed potatoes (laughs) so good? And they were Costco mashed potatoes. So now I know where Jason gets it, you know, when he eats my store-bought turkey chili and tells me it's the best thing, you know. So, well, it's like in the Roche Brothers family cookbook when yes. there's the recipe for the lasagna and it's one husband, one Costco, <laughs> send yes. husband to Costco, get lasagna exactly. and cook according to package. <laughs> right. And then they get so proud of themselves that they, you know, were, did such hard work of right. doing. Men are just happy with anything like that. They, You know, there's very few that are such foodies or connoisseurs that it that they know the difference you well, know right at least at least let's put it this way well, i know the difference wouldn't, mine well of course we do but mine <laughs> wouldn't know the difference eating anything out of a box or a you know pre-made right. no one can get past our sophisticated palates that's yeah. it that's <laughs> it yes I'm sorry, but when I go to a restaurant and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, God, I can make this better. <laughs> or, you know, if it's oh, same. certain things right. or I go, oh, Lord. And then I don't know why I go, except I want to be waited on and I don't want to have to cook it. But Or clean it. Or clean it up. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, but still, you're always, if you're really a cook and really into it, you are always judging others exactly and i feel badly about that cooking. but i do i am I judgmental about I feel, I don't feel bad about it at all i've worked yeah. very hard to be a good cook <laughs> you know <laughs> you know i don't know if the the rest of the world thinks we're that great of cooks but at least the three of us have our own little well you know it's it's carol carter used to say if you know if you don't to- toot your own horn nobody else is going to well beep beep so that's what I say. I'll toot my own horn. That's true. Well, I went on a mushroom journey last night. I'm sorry. <laughs> not the kind, not a magic mushroom journey. I was going to say to, to get your head straight or what? Yeah, I, that, <laughs> I, I'm trying. You know how usually we do Italian Sundays where either lunch or dinner, I make Italian food. Yeah. And so Jason left town this morning for a week. So I thought, well, it'd be nice to do a family dinner, Italian Sunday. So I made the John and Vinny's Fusilli vodka, which is always a winner, you know, so good. Um, I feel yeah. like you make that every Italian Sunday. Every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lo- I did it because Jason and Reagan love it so much, the John and Vinny's, and they're not the most adventurous eaters. So I always make one, like another pasta for me and Vivi. So I made this mushroom pasta. I saw this recipe where it's miso mushroom pasta. So you use like miso paste in there and a lot of cream. And so I bought shiitakes and oyster mushrooms and those beach, tiny little beach mushrooms that we um, made. Oh yeah, our friend at Santa Monica Seafood gave us. Yeah. So I used all these like um, kind of Japanese and different... um, mushrooms 
and I, you saute them and then you add cream and then a little dollop of miso paste and you whisk that in and you add lemon juice. And I thought that it was only going to be a little bit of lemon, but it turned out being like tasting, Vivi tasted it and goes, oh, it tastes like the lemon pasta with mushrooms. It was too much <laughs> lemon. So Jason couldn't even eat it, but lemon and Parmesan, and it really was delicious. It was just heavy with like heavy cream in there. So, uh, but it was good. You don't really taste the miso. It, I mean, it just has like this nice umami, umami flavor. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just has this nice richness to it. It was quite delicious, but really rich. So that was my mushroom journey last night. That's what I cooked. That was the first time I've cooked in a week. That sounds kind of fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I made Ranch a salad. Oh, and I did make broccolini. And I, uh, I roasted it at 425 for about seven minutes. And then I mm-hmm. added Parmesan and breadcrumbs on top Ooh. and oh. then baked them off a little bit longer. They were really good. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Oh, I do have another tip that I learned, uh, while wow. I was in the desert at Thanksgiving. So my one job, my one cooking job, I lied when I said I didn't contribute anything, but I make whipped cream every year. That is my go-to job. My mother-in-law asked me if I wanted to refrigerate the bowl in the little metal beaters. Yeah. And I said, sure. I don't think I usually do that. And I don't usually do that. You don't? Uh Uh-uh. And I don't know if it really made a difference, but I thought that was a nice little tip to make sure it's nice and cold. I have heard that too. Yeah, I do it all the time. That's how we always do it. I just didn't know. I can't believe I didn't tell you that. (laughs) I know. It's funny that you say that because Andy whenever she would host anything when I lived in LA, mm-hmm. I, she always put me in charge of the cream too. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. I'm going to have to ask her if she is uncomfortable with making whipped cream. Do you use powdered sugar? I didn't. I just use regular sugar and vanilla. And I used a lot of vanilla this year because after hearing Nancy Silverton talk about her baking book, she's big on using more vanilla than a recipe would call for. Whitney told me that. And I've been doing that too. Well, also, I w- really wanted almond extract because with in the Nightsel episode, yes. Chef, Chef Jonathan said the secret to their grandmother's whipping cream was using almond extract instead of vanilla extract. But Andy didn't have any almond extract. So I'll just BYO almond extract next year. That's interesting. Yeah, we can do it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have a good time cooking at Christmas. Have you got the menu ready yet? We've got some ideas. We're we're gonna toying around with doing a prime rib. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll do the dressing if y'all will let me, even yeah. though you just had it. Um, or we could we could actually not do the dressing and do some cool potato, like a crispy. I love when you we fry those potatoes in duck fat, Whitney. That's such a good recipe. And I have duck fat. How many people are we having? It's gonna be around 20, I think, with everybody. That's a lot. But I I think potatoes, prime rib, ooh, maybe cream spinach would be yummy. The Barefoot's cream spinach is, spinach gratin is so good. So good, yeah. I always like to saute mushrooms for the steak as well. Oh, yeah. You know, with a little wine and garlic. All right, our menu's coming together. It's coming together. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I love this idea. I will share one last story that's not food related that I think is kind of funny. Last night, 
the girls were playing around before bed. They were very riled up because when they've been off of school for that many days and it's a Sunday night and they have to go back there, I think there's some anxiety there. They want to play. They don't want to go to bed. So I hear music. I hear a lot of banging. And then I hear, (laughs) mommy, come watch our pole dancing competition. (laughs) And I was like, excuse me? And so I go into Vivi's room. You know, we have those four poster beds in the girls' rooms. Yeah. So they're spinning around the poles uh-huh, and they put on Lady Gaga's um, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga song oh and they're like, God. sit down and watch us, sit down and watch us. And I was like, okay. So I said, you're in like, wait, let me go get my dollar bills. But I know I was like, <laughs> can I turn my phone on or they'll stop? So they have their pajamas on and they're dancing and it really wasn't, you know, sexy, like they don't know what they, that's what they think pole dancing is. They have no idea what, yes, it's acrobatics. And being that Reagan's like a body (laughs) contortionist, she was like wrapping her body around. (laughs) Vivi's kind of writhing up and down the pole. (laughs) And I was just sitting there laughing my ass off, trying not to laugh too hard because they were being serious. And, and so they were like, okay, who's the winner? And I'm like, I can't judge that. And so I'm like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to judge that. So I, uh, it was both amazing. Y'all, I said, who won? I said, it was both amazing. Nobody's a winner. Y'all did great. They always want to know that. Yeah. So I get up to leave. I'm laughing so hard. And I hear, daddy, daddy, come watch our pole dancing competition. (laughs) And I just stop and I wait and I hear him get up and like heavy feet going in there, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, just kind of listening my ear. And he was like, no, you can't be dangling from these post posters. It's going to ruin the bed. And they're like, mommy, just let us do it. And I was like, Jesus, (laughs) why, why, why do they have to throw me under the bus? But it was funny. He missed out on a good show. They do a a lot of pole dancing. And I'm afraid one day, one of those four poster beds just going to collapse. It it might. Or the pole is going to break off. I know. I usually (laughs) yell at them, but I feel like I've been yelling a lot. So I just let them do it. And it was funny. I have a funny story. A friend of mine with their, their family for the, for uh, Thanksgiving and their little granddaughter who I think is, she's five, maybe six. I think she's five. Um, was playing video games on the grandmother's iPad. And mm-hmm. so she looked up at her grandmother and goes, look, I'm using my bad word finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that hilarious? Out of the mouths of babes. That's really funny. I thought that was cute. I would just want to make one last call to action for our listeners if they had any great kitchen conundrums they want to share yeah, over with us on our hotline. Um, we'd love to hear it. I'm sure there might have been some good kitchen conundrums. How about some kitchen successes that maybe they weren't anticipating and it just turned out great? Yeah, family recipes. Any panty droppers you want to share? Or any hilarious, funny mm. family stories that occurred over Thanksgiving. Were your children pole dancing over You're the Thanksgiving right. holiday, you know? Yes. Okay, that hotline number is one eight six six hey sis one eight six six four four three nine seven four seven. Okay. Well, I got to get on to my day because it's Cyber Monday and the clock is ticking and I have to go order (laughs) everybody's gifts before the day is over. I have a list of like 20 stores I need to uh, buy order stuff from before the day's up. 
I got to go clean out my fridge because it is stuffed with so many leftovers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just don't think we're going to eat it all. And I got to clean that bad boy up. I'm sick of it. I threw it all out. All right. Well, I love you. Love your shows. Love you both. Love your show. Love you. Love your shows. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.